1: Discover the Power Within, Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
0: Welcome to the Yoga Hour, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living in today's world. Here is
1: your host, Dr. Laurel Trujillo. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, where we talk about yoga in all its depth and breadth as a path to spiritually conscious, fulfilled living today. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, host and producer of the show. You can learn more about the Yoga Hour at our website, theyogahour.com. Our topic today is Harness Your Healing Energy with Yoga, and I'm delighted to be joined by Lauren Walker. Lauren is the author of Uh, Several books, actually, Energy Medicine Yoga, which is the one we're discussing today, and the Energy Medicine Yoga Prescription. Both books won the Nautilus Silver Award for Best Mind-Body Publication. Lauren has been teaching yoga and meditation since 1997, and she created Energy Medicine Yoga while teaching at Norwich University. She teaches EM yoga or energy medicine yoga across the U.S. and internationally and has been featured many times in Yoga Journal, Mantra magazine, Yoga Digest, and published a feature article about her work, her yoga work in the New York Times. So for... uh, To find out more about Lauren Walker, you can see energymedicineyoga.net, her website. Welcome, Lauren Walker. I'm really delighted to have you join me today on the Yoga Hour.
0: Thank you, Laurel. It's really a pleasure to be here.
1: Before we dive in to our conversation about how we can harness our healing energy with yoga, let's begin with a yoga moment, a moment of present awareness. Om. So let's begin right where we are, whatever we're doing. And just bring our attention to the body in space, whether we're sitting, standing, and walking or moving, feeling the surfaces that support us. So feeling our feet perhaps they're on the floor, if there's a chair or a cushion, feeling that area that supports our weight. And then bringing the attention to the breath and just noticing as we take a fully conscious breath on the next inhale and exhale. On the next inhale, feel the cool air in the nostrils. And on the exhale, Feel how the air has been warmed as it passes through our lungs. Not trying to change the rhythm of the breath, just noticing, noticing its natural flow. And as we rest here, right where we are, here's something to contemplate from the founder and spiritual director of the Yoga Hour, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, from her book, The Jewel of Abundance. She writes, We can think of the vital force as the queen, the consort of the king, the divine self. She is Shakti, the divine energy that has access to all the sheaths. The pranayama kosha, the pranamaya kosha, the covering of vital force, is like a queen's attendant. It supports communication between the outer physical body and the inner sheaths of the mind. Connecting the physical world with the subtle components of our being. Vital force is the divine messenger. It behooves us to pay attention to the messenger by paying attention to our energy, taking care to do those things that enhance and support it, and avoiding those behaviors and environments that we can or deplete it it behooves us to pay attention to the messenger by paying attention to our energy taking care to do those things that enhance and support it and avoiding those behaviors and environments that weaken or deplete it oh Once again, Lauren Walker, welcome to the yoga hour. I'm really pleased to have you join me today on the show to discuss your book, Energy Medicine Yoga. And in particular, I find this whole topic of vital force, our energy just being so interesting. What was your introduction to start with? What was your introduction into yoga? So
0: let's see, my introduction into yoga happened before my introduction to Energy Medicine, but, as you know, yoga is an energy practice, even though it 's not really focused on so much in the way yoga is practiced today in the western world um, it 's much more of a, a physical practice but and and that 's sort of how I got into it. I was living in New York City at the time. And um, I'm not a runner, which is kind of a way to get exercise in the city unless you can belong to a fancy gym. And I didn't have any money at the time to do that. And I needed some way to exercise. And um, my roommate gave me a flyer to this yoga studio that was around the corner. And I thought, oh, yoga, that's boring. Snoreboard, that's old ladies, you know. But I didn't really have anything else to do, so I went and it happened to be like the hippest yoga studio in the city. And this was before yoga was everywhere. This is not like, you know, now yoga is like Starbucks you can find it in every corner in any small town, anywhere in the in the country or the world really. This was way before that. And this was a um in the second story walk up in the East Village, um, called Jiva Mukti, which is now a huge um yoga brand and style and um but back then it was just his one studio in the east village mm-hmm. and um and really intense Uh, physical practice very like sweaty and pounding rock music and Hmm. deeply spiritual at the same time and Hmm. I was hooked from my absolute very first moment in class when I had no idea what I was doing and people were busting into handstands and headstands and I was like okay I'm ready let's go
1: (laughs) (laughs) wow you painted such a great picture of that I really could get a get an idea of what that was like at that time so the other piece that you weave in with yoga in your book, Energy Medicine Yoga, of course, is energy medicine. So how did you become interested in energy medicine?
0: So, I mean, I'll give you the super thumbnail. Um, you know, I studied yoga. I loved it. I trained to become a teacher. I started teaching in New York. Then I moved back to Montana, started teaching in Montana and um, opened a yoga studio, organic vegetarian restaurant, sort of just was very, very on that path and uh, And this was you know several years into my um life as a yogi, a practitioner and teacher, but there were i, I it wasn't satisfying on some level, and this mm-hmm. is after a while because of course it's uh, immediately very satisfying. but I had a series of traumatic experiences in my life, and one thing after another sort of just kept cratering, and the yoga practice wasn't serving me anymore it wasn't allowing me to move through and out of my trauma. Now, so I realized that there was something I needed to do. I either needed to find another teacher or another style or another system to go deeper into the yoga, because I knew by studying the ancient literature that it could help me. I just knew that it wasn't, and I was stuck. And um, serendipitously, how the universe works, I was introduced to the work of Donna Eden in two different countries by two different people within the span of a month, and I thought, well... I either have to go further down and find a yoga teacher who don't I don't know exists yet or where, or I'm going to check out this woman. And so I went to a workshop, and boom, that was it. The light bulb mm. clicked on, and I thought, this is what is missing from my life, and I've never mm. turned back from that.
1: I know that you um, you talk about in the book about your teaching at Norwich University, and I and I mentioned that. Um, was that where you began to combine the two uh, yoga and energy uh, medicine, or did had it started before that?
0: well you know i had I had taken a break from yoga so um, I stopped teaching yoga, I left my studio, I left the country, I moved up to Canada and i I wasn't teaching anymore and I was but I was practicing and once I met Donna and started doing her work, I started doing the energy medicine that I learned from don It's called the Eden Method now. It was Eden Energy Medicine at the time. I just started weaving together those things in my own practice. And when I say I never turned back, it was because I finally was able to move forward. And my life was just uh, happening immediately and then slowly and deeply. All of these transformations that I had been longing for, this feeling of freedom and joy again. And then a new trauma comes, but I'm able to deal with it, all of that. And then I went back to teaching, and it happened to be at this military university, which is not really your general yoga demographic and I thought, you know here are these men and women that were training to be in all of the different um, branches of the military and training to go into theaters of war all over the world and Abu Ghraib was happening at the time, so there was mm. the, all of the suicides were starting to really become a prominent in the news. And I knew that I had an opportunity to give these students something that they weren't learning in their regular military training and their regular university training. And I I wanted to give them the tools to keep them whole. And so I wanted to give them everything I had. And the newest thing that I had that had been working so profoundly for me was this energy medicine work. So I thought, okay, they don't know what yoga is anyway, so if I just throw this in, they won't know the difference And they didn't because none of them had ever even, you know, half of them hadn't even heard of yoga, let alone studied it. So I just started putting all of these things in that I had only been doing with my own personal practice. And that was when I knew, wow, this is something real. This is not just me doing a couple little techniques in my yoga practice. This is an actual whole separate practice technique. Uh, school of its own and so I developed that over about four years at Norwich and um, codified it put it down wrote it down wrote the book brought it to Donna and said this is what I'm doing what do you think and uh, she (laughs) just said um I mean, she's one of the most beautiful, generous, magical human beings on the planet. And she said, "Oh, honey, this is so good. This is so important. You have to get this out into the world." And mm. there it is. When your fairy godmother says that, you do it. So mm.
1: there it is. And you're holding a book right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. As I mentioned, as a Western-trained physician, I've just always been interested in exploring this. This. Vital force. This idea about energy that we have um, in yoga, of course, it's called prana in uh, traditional or ancient Chinese medicine. As you say, it, it, it this is what's behind, you know, so many of the ancient healing methods. However, within Western medicine, this idea. Yeah, I would say, is generally not very well received. And it's because there's so much of a reliance on things that we can demonstrate, like you know, doing an MRI, doing a CT scan, and those things really work on the physical body. But this idea that there's an energy body, that there's an energy architecture underneath the physical body that really impacts our health, is just not something that's very well received. And it, I don't think it will be until there's some kind of an external... Like I always think about, maybe there'll be an MRI for uh, the energy medicine body. I mean, it won't be an MRI probably, but it'll be something, some way eventually that we'll be able to actually capture these images and get some external feedback, and then it's going to open up. You know, I think in in very uh, you know amazing ways. So um, uh, you point out in the book this part I just really enjoyed. You point out in the book that there are many forms of energy medicine that people already may be familiar with including both complementary, you know, forms uh, of energy medicine, as well as energy medicine in use within Western medicine. So can you talk us through those both? So uh, what are some forms of energy medicine that people might be familiar with that are part of complementary medicine?
0: So, yeah, I mean, energy medicine is a very broad um, description of things. Some, like you said, that we use without even knowing it, and then some that we use and name it different things. Um, you know, it's sort of like energy medicine is tissues, and Eden energy medicine is Kleenex, right? And an MRI is Kleenex. Right? So you, you've got these things that are that are more specific. Um, but you know, energy medicine is—it's really the oldest energy on the planet. It's how we evolved to keeping ourselves healthy and whole before we had an MRI. There's actually a way that you can palpate on the belly and find out which um, area of the body needs to be worked on, not just on the physical, but then on the emotional as well. And of course, then if you're working with shamans, and anciently there were even today um, in the spiritual realm. And so um, some of the things that a lot of people have had exposure to, you mentioned acupuncture. That's the one that's kind of most accepted in the modern day. A lot of um, health insurance companies actually pay for that now because it's been proven so effective and that is really working with the energy pathways that run through the body so that's one that a lot of people know and a lot of people um, have heard of reiki now and that's something that's actually also um, along with healing touch is used in many hospital settings again working with that vital life force that everybody has in their body and if you're sick that life force is weaker and if you're stronger that life force and healthier that life force is stronger and you can um, transmit that between people. I mean, we know that just you know, if a baby is crying and you hold the baby, you are transmitting your energy through your hands and and heart um, resonance, holding that child and comforting and soothing that child. That's a form of energy medicine. Mm. So things like that, um, Ayurveda is getting more and more well known in practice. That's the sort of the scientific medicinal arm of yoga, and there's a lot of um, treatments that people are doing. Just massage is energy medicine, um, right. and that's something that that many people do and, and should do if they don't, because it's so wonderful. Rubbing your belly, if you have a bellyache, that's energy medicine right there. Holding your head, if you have a headache, that's energy medicine. Taking a few deep breaths before you say something that you're really fired up about, taking that pause, that's energy medicine. You know, if you watch the Olympics and you see, I've been watching all, you know, the swimmers and the skiers, and they they all thump their upper chest before they go off on their run or dive into the water. And every time I see it, I'm like, Yay! That's energy medicine. <laughs> they're waking up their energy, and it's primal, and it's um, it's your birthright. It's what makes you you and keeps you whole. Is the mener- energy? Excuse me, the medicine that is intrinsic to your own body. And Mm. so that's why I get so excited about it. because, And the reason it hasn't spread more in Western medicine is because it's free. Mm. Now, obviously, acupuncture is, you know, you pay someone and they've had a lot of training and, you know, those things cost money, but they don't cost as much as an MRI. And um, until there is a way either for us to acknowledge that healing is primary and that we should be working on our preventative health and staying whole and healthy, and that we're addressing it from all angles, diet, nutrition, healthy atmosphere, environment, removal of toxins, um, boundaries, body, mind, and spirit. Until we start looking at health from that perspective, we're in this old paradigm of um, health care for money and the very sick healthcare system that we see today And um, there's no real clear way to monetize energy and energetic healing. That's why it hasn't been given um, as much funding and um, and all of that. There's a lot of dogma in the Western medicine world, as I'm sure you and your listeners are well, well familiar with.
1: No, indeed, and I and I do, you know, agree with you that there is a, a financial motive. But honestly, from as someone who's worked inside the system, I can tell you, there's a lot of people who want to do, you know, anything that works, and yeah, regardless yeah, yeah. of whether we can pay it. And so, I don't want to paint the entire Western medical profession as just a bunch of people who are interested in money. There are so many physicians yeah. who are out there who are in it with their heart and soul, and just want to use Absolutely. anything that works.
0: No, thank you. But it's and I don't mean <laughs> that at all. It, it's really sort of the insurance companies that are kind of putting well, that blockade in between yeah. us.
1: I I really Um, do think what I said, though, is like, you know, they need something that shows that there's something there, you know, something that we can sense. And, And right now, I mean, we do have individual studies, as you said, of things like, you know, acupuncture and obviously the fact that these things are being practiced within, you know, a hospital setting. Is a, really it's a great it's a great step forward. Um, I did also just want to mention because you list them in your book that there are these forms of energy medicine used within Western medicine, and I just hadn't thought about it that way. so you mentioned ultrasound uh, laser surgery these are all forms of energy medicine, radiation therapy um, and and even the MRI that we've been discussing. so I really like the analogy that you give in the in the book of energy medicine as uh, or energy practices as grooming a ski slope. Can you go over that for the, for our listeners? I, I just thought it was, it was a great analogy.
0: So if you, if you haven't met me before, um, then one of the things to know about me is that I'm, I'm a, a huge ski enthusiast. I like to call myself a ski bum, but my husband likes the word ski enthusiast because it's not as bummy as a ski bum. But I've really, i really, I love it. I love skiing and I've created my life so that I can ski as much as possible. And um, one of the things that is, is so clear to me was the way that they maintain the mountain is really the way that we need to maintain our physical and energetic bodies. It's sort of this daily check-in, right? You cle- you're cleaning and, uh, and taking care of this environment, which is you, or in the case of the mountain, which is the mountain. So every night after the skiers leave and the mountain is just all carved up, um, these huge machines come up and they go up and down and up and down and up and down, and they lay down these patterns of what's called corduroy, these very smooth, organized patterns over what had once been chaos because of all the energy that had passed over the mountain all day long in the form of these skiers. And our bodies are very similar. We have all of these energy patterns happening all day long. Everything you do is energetic. You, you walk, you sit, you're sitting still. There's still massive amounts of energy and electricity running through your body. Every interaction you have, every piece of food that you eat, everything that you drink, every communication that you make, every time you go on your computer, washing the dishes, everything you do, you have massive flows of energy moving through the body. And if you don't ever groom those out, you can think of it just like your daily grooming that you have already in place, like you brush your hair, you brush your teeth and you take a shower and whatever your daily things are of of keeping your own physical form groomed and tidy, the same thing needs to happen with the energetic form. And the reason I love the ski slopes is because they're going up and down in these patterns that are replicable and the same every day. And we Mm -hmm. have these energy patterns in our body that are replicable and the same every day and the same person to person. You mentioned the meridians that we work with um, in acupuncture. Those follow the exact same pathways in every single body. And so they're very easy to to trace and to kind of put them back to the direction that they should be in, sort of smoothing down those erratic energies that might have taken over on them over the course of your day or weeks or lifetimes. If you've never done any of this before, then your energy can be quite chaotic. And the energy underpins everything that is physical. And so if you have any dis-ease pattern in the body, you have an underlying dis-ease in the energy. In other words, the energy first and primarily isn't organized and coherent and um, going in the patterns that it's most beneficial, which
1: then help you to heal. I really enjoyed reading about the principles that you set forth in early in the book. Uh, you outline... Um, that there are several principles that are helpful and, and help me understand more about energy flows in the body, so one of the things you write is energy wants to move and needs space to move. Would you say more about that, please?
0: Yeah, so energy is moving all the time, and you know if you go down to the the tiniest structure of energy that there is it 's called the Planck spherical unit, and this is very very very, very teeny basically vibrating bit of matter or it's not even matter at that point it's just vibration and um so at the very base root of everything is vibration and that vibration then starts to spin and it starts to chase its tail essentially which is that yin yang positive chasing negative the spin that is the underpinning direction of the universe and that spin spins into matter and then you are you come a little bit further down the pathway of that as matter and so energy is always moving and it needs to have that space to move so that it can basically sort of fulfill its dharma. That's a bit of a mixed metaphor there. But what I think of, I think of a traffic flow. So the energy is moving. Let's, They're all cars and they're moving along this pathway. And then something obstructs that pathway, whether it's an accident or they're doing construction or something. And all of a the sudden, these cars, which need movement to get to their jobs, their work, are constricted and unable to move and they back up and everyone's in their cars and they're either worried or they're fuming or they're upset or they're anxious. They're not able to move towards what they need to be moving towards. And that is pain. That's the exact definition of pain in the body, energy that is stuck. So energy needs to be moving at all times towards where it's going, doing its job, moving back in, releasing its toxins that's what energy does. And so if there's no room for it to move in the body, it gets backed up, it gets stuck, it causes pain and it causes
1: disease. Mhm. Yeah. Now that's the you gave, gave a great overview of this idea of why it's important for us to work with our energy. And you certainly give a lot of ideas in the book about how to how to do that using just additions to what people may be already doing as part of a home hatha yoga practice and lots of times using your uh fingers um, making them into like a little uh, point that you can you know press on various uh, what are um, acupuncture points that you've already mentioned in the body using the breath um, using various poses um you know uh, uh, you encourage deep a deep squat <laughs> I remember in the very first. Um, in the very first, um, uh, you know, week one kind of lesson. So there's a lot that's there. And with that, we have come to the break. You're listening to The Yoga Hour. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, host and producer of the show here with my guest, Lauren Walker, yoga and energy medicine yoga teacher and author of the book we're discussing today, Energy Medicine Yoga. Lauren was recently named one of the top 100 most influential yoga teachers in America. Her new book, Power to Heal, will be released in 2022, and we will be talking a bit more about that later. For more of her work, see her website, EnergyMedicineYoga.net, and we will be posting this information on our website at theyogahour.com. We welcome your comments and questions. You can contact us through our website at uh, TheYogahour.com and we will be right back. Thanks for joining us.
0: This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour, insights and practices for spiritually conscious living.
1: Welcome back to the show. And I have to apologize at the end of the first segment, I misstated the title of Lauren's new book, which just became available for pre-order. It is called The Energy to Heal, The Energy to Heal. And you can, again, uh, find out more information about that at her website, EnergyMedicineYoga.net, and it is available for pre-order. Lauren, right before we went to the break, we were talking about just general principles about energy. And one of the other ones we didn't have a chance to talk about is you write energy forms habits. And I thought this was a really powerful concept. And I related it to the patterns of musculoskeletal tension that I know I hold in my body. So for example, just from my yoga practice and general awareness of my body I know I hold a lot of tension in my jaw I know I hold a lot of tension around my eyes I know I hold a lot of tension in my shoulders particularly my right shoulder and I imagine that this pattern does not help the free flow of energy in my meridians or my nadis from the yoga system it seems to me that one way that that one reason that we all feel so much better after a yoga class, after a hatha yoga class, is that we are holding our bodies in non-habitual poses and often releasing this these subliminal patterns of tension that I'm, for example, walking around with these things all day long. So, would you make, uh, would you say a bit more about how energy forms habits?
0: Yeah, I love that idea. That um, that's part of the the hatha yoga practice of you know doing these shapes with the body that aren't are ordinarily daily shapes, and so we get to um, kind of shake out some of those those habitual um, repetitive stress patterns in the body. And so you know, energy holds energy has a, a certain hierarchy of rules, and like you said, one of them is that they energy forms habits and that goes from the very subtlest the energetic level how you breathe you have a habitual you know do you breathe shallowly do you tend to hold your breath um what are your thought patterns form habits are you always thinking you know something bad is going to happen to me or something great's going to happen today i'm going to have a great day i'm going to find you know a dollar on in my pocket or something like that you know are you what are your habitual thought patterns and um, and then we have stress patterns in the body, and all of those are held by a, a system. We actually have an energy system in the body that holds our habits to us. And so when we're trying to change patterns or shift patterns, it's it's very valuable to understand that it is just a pattern as opposed to a law, right? It's a pattern. And just like, you know, um, in a river, like there'll be an eddy wave at the edge, you know, a pattern of how the water flows. If you move parts of the riverbank, you'll change the shape and the pattern of the water and how it flows through. And so we have a similar ability to change our own habits and patterns of energy through doing this work of energy medicine yoga. So not just, um, changing the shape of the body in a hatha yoga practice but actually speaking to the underlying energy and and helping to shift those patterns and so that's kind of one of the primary things that we're doing we're moving our energies from patterns that aren't beneficial into patterns that are just like that idea of grooming the mountain we're taking all of those moguls and all of those you know gro- grooves out of the snow and we're repatterning it with this corduroy pattern that's the same thing that we do with our own energy bodies with these daily techniques that we introduce um that introduce coherence which is this organizational pattern of energy into the body
1: mm. I wanted to talk about one of the practices you describe in the in the first the week one practices in your book. um you describe a four part practice called the wake up. and we were just talking over the break. I would love if you talk about perhaps begin with sort of why someone would want to add this practice and then talk us through the energy medicine practices, the first two, the four thumps, and then the uh, cross crawl. And I thought this was great, because they only take a couple minutes. And perhaps people would want to experiment with adding them to their uh, yoga practice.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that is the place to begin. And actually, that is where all of energy medicine yoga began is I would do this little routine at the start of anything. So for me, I would do it at the start of my yoga practice, but you can do it just when you get out of bed in the morning or in the shower before you go into a big meeting or to take a test or go out on a date or you know go um, anything that you 're going to do because what this little technique does is organizes your energy, and energy is primary it is not secondary or tertiary it 's primary, so everything else that you do follows from the energy so if the energy is good it 's coherent it 's organized then everything follows that the rest of your day will be good organized and coherent if your energy is chaotic i mean think about that you you've had that experience just generally if you get up and you know everybody sleeps late and they missed their alarm and so then everyone's late and there's chaos and the milk is gone so you can't have cereal for breakfast so and there's no not enough fruit for everyone so okay this is you know the, the day starts with chaos somebody didn't walk the dog where's the homework and then you're, you're flying out the door into the car, m- I lost my mitten, like everything, like that's your day, right? And you've seen, you know, you can just see it like a little, a little movie script through your head, you can just see how that day goes, mm. versus... You, you don't even set the alarm. You just wake up naturally. You wake up with the light. You have you know you your breakfast. You do your sadhana, whatever your practice is. You're calm. You're energized. You've got all of your stuff for the day organized. It's already in its bag, ready to go. The lunches are already packed. You get into the car. You drive off. Everything's sm- smooth and calm, and you have a calm and beautiful and and, and um, get your day done, and, mm-hmm. in a joyful way. And that's the same for your energy. So this little technique is to do that, is to give you that calm, centered, organized place. So let's just do it all together. If you don't do anything else, do this. This is like, uh, I give this to people, do the wake up every day for 30 days and things will change in your life and i won't even tell you what the things are because i like to hear from you guys email us emyoga.net go onto our website let us know what you experience because this is the start of the life-changing practice that's energy medicine yoga so just begin now with the breath that's how everything starts and you're going to breathe in the nose and out the mouth so we're getting energy to move. We're releasing excess energy, excess emotion from the body. We're calming the nervous system down. We're moving from um, uh, sympathetic into parasympathetic, the rest in digest. So just breathe in the nose and out the mouth. So that's how you're going to breathe as I talk you through these next couple of steps. You're going to breathe in the nose and out the mouth. And many of you just noticed when you just took that deep breath with me right there, right then everything just calmed down. So one more in the nose and out the mouth. Now you keep breathing like that and you're going to do these thumps with me, which are speaking to the body in the language of the body. One of those languages is pulsation. So you can make a fist or you can pinch your first two fingers and thumb together in a little beak or you can use all your fingers loosely. It doesn't matter. It's very forgiving. You're just going to start to bang on the top of your chest. And you're going to keep that breath in the nose and out the mouth. Specifically, if you want to get really specific, right under the collarbones there, just about an inch under, if you just drop your fingers straight down, you kind of go into this hollow is actually the space between the first and second rib right there in that intercostal space. That's this first point that you're thumping. But if you thump all over the chest, you're going to get that resonance anyway. And you're also going to thump right over the thymus gland, which is right on the sternum, so right in the center of the chest. So really thumping this whole upper chest area is getting this energy awake and moving forward. So we talked about energy needing space to move, and it needs to be moving in the right direction. And right now that direction is forward. Take another breath in the nose and out the mouth. And then just bring your hands to your side rib cage, very side seam of the body, about halfway down from your armpit, um, right at the edge of, like if you're wearing a bra, right where that bra strap lands. And if you're not wearing a bra, just visualize where it'd be, just right under the pectoral muscles, um, right sort of at the bottom, near the bottom of the rib cage, a little bit up from the bottom, but on the exact side seam of the body. And you're just going to thump there a little bit. That might be really sore. Those are on a set of points over the spleen meridian, and those help to integrate and digest everything, all your experiences, everything you take into your body. Take another breath in the nose and out the mouth. Shake your hands off and then tap right under the eye on the cheekbone. This helps your energy to ground. A little bit of a lighter tap there, but nonetheless give it some force. So those are your four thumbs, upper chest, side of the rib cage, right under the eyes. Take one more breath in the nose and out the mouth. And then whether you're seated or standing even lying down, you're going to tap the same hand to the same leg. So right hand to right thigh, left hand to left thigh. We're going to just do that a couple of points, sort of like marching in place. And then stop doing that and dust your hands off together and shake them off. And now cross it over. Right hand goes to left leg. Left hand goes to right leg. Back and forth. Keep doing that breath in the nose and out the mouth. And keep crossing this energy over. This is the second most important direction energy needs to move in the body. It needs to cross over in order for your brain to be working at its optimal capacity. So energy needs to go forward and it needs to cross over. That's the first half of the wake-up. You can learn the second half of the wake-up, which is just two more easy little moves in the book. There's lots of online videos for free that you can watch. And if you just start to do this every day, you will notice within days, if not the very first day, a resonance and a coherence in the rest of your life. And the more that you do this, the more you repattern your energies, the more the energies will start to work for you and reflect that coherent instead of reflecting the incoherent energy that you might be working with right now.
1: Lauren, thank you. That was really great. Um, and it, as listeners can tell, it's very quick. You can do this in a very, you know, I don't even know that that took two minutes. That was great. Um mm-hmm. One of the things that you write about in the book is that uh, this is what's behind this cross crawl. Is that when we when the, our energy drops off, that instead of crossing over from one side of the body to the other, the energy will just stay on one side. And I would imagine that that is part of when people are feeling tired. People are feeling just kind of exhausted. Is that? Is that a good guess <laughs> how that's we would exactly feel?
0: it. that's exactly <laughs> it. Is that your energy isn't crossing over anymore and so you start to get fatigued. Now, what's interesting about this, there's a couple things. The first is the root cause of every single disease pattern in the body is that energy isn't moving forward and it isn't crossing over. So I just want to say that again, every single disease pattern from pimples to Parkinson's, if your energy isn't moving forward and crossing over, you cannot heal. Your body cannot, it doesn't have the energy to heal. And that moving from that crossover pattern to that homolateral pattern, which is the energy moving on the same sides of the body, is what the body naturally does at the end of the day when it's telling you it's time to go to bed now. So it sort of uncrosses, it gets itself relaxed and gets you tired so that you'll go to sleep so that the body can do what it wants to do while you're sleeping, which is to heal and regenerate. And so it it's a really, I mean, your body is incredibly brilliant. The wisdom of the body is unsurpassed and unmet in any and in any other capacity, in any other science that we look at, the body is brilliant. And so there's your built-in system of like, oh, time takes time to go to sleep. But if that's happening at three o'clock in the afternoon, we generally reach for a cup of coffee instead of doing the cross crawl or. Taking five minutes to close your eyes and lay down for a moment and let the body decompress, then do the cross call and go back to work. And I think if this was allowed to do in corporate America, we'd have a a huge increase in in well-being (laughs) and in productivity.
1: Right, right. Uh, I loved the way that you were talking about the body's ability to heal. And that's something that was always remarkable to me in all of my study of medicine, for the many years that I practiced There's this homeostasis, the body's ability to return to balance the body's ability to heal itself, really, which is which is quite remarkable. And when we think about it, there's certainly some things that western medicine would say are you know healthy behaviors that we need to do for our health but really when you think about you know asking the question well how can we improve our body's ability to heal what can we do to improve our body's ability to heal the the advice that that western medicine has right now is very general so it's exercise to get enough exercise and eat healthy food eat unprocessed food perhaps um, you know, closer to, uh, closer to nature. And, and it's not like those are you know, bad ideas, but, um, what I think is exciting about the idea of, uh, of, um, energy medicine and looking at this energetic structure, which, which yoga does talk about yoga talks about the sheaths. And we haven't really mentioned that, but, you know, there's the there's the, uh, physical body, the Anamaya Kosha, there's the, uh, the energy body that we've been talking about, and this is where the the chakras are, the pranamaya kosha, and then there's the other three, which we won't really touch on, but you know, there's one that has to do with uh, the sense mind, the manamaya kosha, which is where our mind, our our um, we receive the feedback from the senses. And it's the thinking mind, and then there's the wisdom sheath, the vijnana maya kosha, and then the ananda maya kosha. That's in yo in yoga teachings. The sheath that's the you know the the deepest that has to do with the the bliss uh, body. So um, I just wanted to make sure I threw that in there because this is what we are talking about. Um, and yoga definitely has this as part of yoga teachings that there is this energy body, and and I like the idea of this energy architecture that there is this energy architecture that underlies the physical body. That's how that's how I think about it. So um, you have a new book coming up, the energy to heal, and it is available as I mentioned for pre order now. It's going to be released in the spring. And the the book focuses on using energy medicine yoga with the five elements uh, to find balance and promote healing. Um, What inspired you to write this particular book, given the other two books that you already had out there?
0: Yeah, so I'm really excited about this book. Um, And, you know, it sort of... in some sense, it goes back to the roots of energy medicine yoga for me and when I created it, and then forward into what's happening in the world today. Um, and as I mentioned, I, I first sort of got, found energy medicine yoga when I was dealing with some personal traumatic experiences that I wasn't able to find any relief from from my traditional yoga practice. And um, And so that's really how it started for me was – releasing traumatic imprints in in the body and in the energy field and that sort of sounds more clinical than it is it's really dealing with your trauma and dealing with your stress in a way that makes it um so that you can move forward in your life and not just have this thing that you're dragging around with you and life is abundant in both blessings and challenges and so it's not like i went through that experience and that was it i was good more traumas came, and more traumas came, and more traumas came. And what I discovered was um, I started to study field theory, um, specifically with Rupert Sheldrake, one of the most brilliant scientists on the planet today, whose work is about breaking the dogmas of of Western science. And um, one of his theories is the theory of morphic resonance, which is, basically uh, self-sim- self-similar self um, biological units r- resonate to this energy that informs them um, morph morphic um, fields this form shaping fields of energy and what all of the studies that i've done on trauma healing and trauma patterns is that if you've had trauma in your life you're more likely to draw more trauma to you And that is explained perfectly with Rupert's theories of morphogenetic fields. Mm. And once I learned the field theory and really started to understand it, what I understood was that there must be then a field there of not trauma. And Mm. if I could just get myself from the field of trauma to the field of not trauma, from the lake full of snakes to the lake that's full of, you know, dolphins or or whatever, flowers, um, then I would be a lot happier. And so that was the work that I was starting to do, and and after going through some really horrific tra- traumatic experiences, which I I won't bring up today because it's not a place we want to end the show on, um. But I was I, I really was forced to use these techniques and to develop them even more coherently into a way to save my life, really. And so that's where the book Genesis came from. And what's fascinating to me now of the timing of it is that the whole world right now is in a trauma response.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: um, this work is so needed and it's critical. And so the book comes out in May, but if you pre-order the book now, this is something I'm super excited about. We're starting a series of classes. They'll begin the last Sunday of every month, so it starts at the end of November, where we're preparing ourselves for the work of the book. So, um, doing the deep work of releasing trauma and stress, it's not scary. It's not, um, like going into therapy and having to talk about all your scary, awful experiences. It's not that it's very beautiful. It's calming, it's centering, it's freeing and very gentle and loving to the body, which is one of the ways that you need to be to release trauma and to release stress, right? Is to be gentle and to be loving. Um, and we're going to prepare ourselves for that and, and, and prepare this morphic field, Of healing, which Mm. is a, a field that we need to get into in the world. And so starting on this last Sunday of this month, we're going to start to create that morphic field together. And what's so exciting is that the more of us that join in this morphic field, the bigger and more powerful that field gets which means that your ability to heal your individual trauma increases and our ability as a global collective increases. The power of the field increases with the mass of the people in it. So my Mm. goal is to get everyone on the planet into this course so that we can finally release our collective and individual trauma and move into the world that we should have, that's our birthright to have, which is joyful, beautiful, healed, whole accepting accommodating generous so that's that's the book and that's the course and i hope that you all join and this course this eight eight months it's till the book comes out every the last sunday of every month is free just for joining just for buying the book so buy the book go onto my website join the gratitude program and we'll send you the links for this class and send it to all your friends we need to do this like we're out of time And we need to do it. We need to heal ourselves so that we stop perpetuating our abuse out into the world around us. We need to open up our minds so that we can find the solutions that are right there. There's a solution to every problem. We just need to move out of our fear into our heart space, move into the place of compassion and acceptance and generosity. And that's how we heal individually too. If you've got any disease issues going on in your body, you need to also do this. You need to move into a place of acceptance and generosity and accommodation and... Um, and trust.
1: And with that, we have come to the, we have come to the end of the show. There's just another maybe minute and a half, and I wanted to, um, I wanted to give you a chance if you had any last words of, of encouragement or inspiration for people, although what you've been talking about has also been inspiring. I wanted to give you a chance to do that. So what would you like to share with our listeners in closing?
0: Well, thank you. Um, and you know, this is what I always say at the end of everything is this work is easy. It is so easy. It is, uh, it's it's like ridiculously easy. You can't almost believe that the, that the results are going to be as powerful as the work because it's so easy. It's so accessible. You don't have to have a yoga background. You don't have to have a belief system in anything. You just have to show up and do the work. The energy is there. You are made of energy. All I'm doing is helping, giving you a little bit of an instruction manual to how to use that energy. It's simple. It's powerful. Do it. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your families and your communities to help yourself heal. And you you get to have a beautiful life. You don't have to suffer. So um, it's easy. Check it out. Please join us. It's really powerful work and um, and share it out with as many people as you can because We have work to do
1: together, so we need to show up and do it.
0: So I hope you Mm. join me. Mm.
1: You've been listening to The Yoga Hour. It's been my pleasure to share this time with you. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, host and producer of the show. I've been discussing how to amplify the benefits of your Hatha yoga practice by accessing your healing energy. My guest has been Lauren Walker, yoga and energy medicine yoga teacher and author of the book we discussed today, Energy Medicine Yoga. As she just mentioned, her new book, which is The Energy to Heal, just became available for pre-order. Um, you can find out more information about Lauren Walker and her book at her website, energymedicineyoga.net. We will be posting that website, links to that website, as well as a recording of this program on our website, theyogahour.com. Thank you so much, Lauren Walker, for joining me today on The Yoga Hour.
0: Thank you. It's been my pleasure.
1: For listeners, join me next time on the Yoga Hour. Next week, when I'll be joined by Marty and Stella Woodke, pioneers in the field of bio and neurofeedback, we will be exploring mantra, diving deep into meditation. We encourage you to join us for the many online programs offered by Yogacharya O'Brien and the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment. Our programs include morning meditation, which occurs daily from 6.30 to 7.30 a.m. Pacific, afternoon meditation daily from 4 to 4.30 p.m. Pacific, and Sunday satsang from 10 to 11 Pacific time each week. There is an opportunity to enroll in our small group study of the spiritual journey of advent it's for four sundays which begins november 28th to december 19th from noon to 1 p.m pacific learn more about all the cse online programs at two websites csecenter.org again that's the center for spiritual enlightenment csecenter.org or ellengraceobryan.com The Yoga Hour is a service project of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a meditation center in the Kriya Yoga tradition. Remember to check out our website, theyogahour.com. Thank you to the Yoga Hour team, founder and spiritual director of the show, Yoga Char O'Brien, assistant producers Ann Hayes and Mickey Coronado and Jeff Comfort and Louis Pagan in the sound booth at Unity Online Radio. I look forward to being with you again. Until then, remember, you carry your own healing and wholeness within you. Share your peace and joy with all you meet. Bye now.